When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there. Welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 262 of Sustainable Minimalists. It is time for lawn care here in my neck of the woods in New England. The leaf blowers, they're blowing. Mulch is getting put down. Everyone is racing to get their lawns in tip-top shape because no one wants to have the ugly yard on the block. Am I right? So today's show, we are discussing No Mow May. What is No Mo May? We're getting into it today. I have a short and sweet episode. It is in two parts. In part one, we are talking about No Mo May. What is it and why should you perhaps consider participating this May? And then in part two, we are discussing, real quick, we're just glossing over lawn pesticides. It is blowing and mulching season, as I mentioned here in New England, but it is also pesticide putting down season. And those little yellow flags that say in gigantic uppercase bold letters, keep your kids and pets off, they're popping up faster than the flowers in many regards. So in part two, we're discussing lawn pesticides, what you need to know about them before you lay them on your lawn, and how to perhaps choose a safer option. So we're going to get right into part one today. Short, sweet, quick, and to the point. Let's talk about No Mow May. Now, before we talk about what on earth this month is, let's first talk about the pollinators, the bees in particular. If you follow me on social media, particularly on Instagram, I do a lot of posts about my bees (laughs) because I love them. They are lovely creatures. Honeybees, we have... 10,000-ish of them in my backyard. We are a beekeeping household. Honeybees, they are kind and they're gentle and they are not aggressive. I feel like I need to say this because I do encounter an awful lot of, and I say this, I say this with love, but I do encounter an awful lot of ignorance when it comes to bees. The general assumption that I do encounter is that bees are dangerous, they are pests. And yes, certainly, if you're allergic to bees, they are dangerous. I would understand why you wouldn't have an affinity for them. But just so we're all on the same page, honeybees in particular are docile and fascinating, and they will only sting you if they feel threatened. They don't willy-nilly sting. They're not hornets. So let's say that right off the bat, and let's talk about the pollinators. Bees are just one type of pollinator, and pollinators pollinate. So what is pollination? 
Let's bring us back to elementary school science. Pollination is the transfer of pollen from a male plant to a female plant. Now, plants do not have legs. A male plant cannot just walk on over to a female plant and say, hey, here's my pollen. (laughs) They need pollinators. Bees are one such pollinator. Now, if you're wondering to yourself, wait a minute, Stephanie, there's still a piece missing. I don't understand. I hear that pollinators are important, but I don't understand why. We eat plants for food, right? We eat plants for food, plant Parts are in our beverages, in our spices, in our medicines. And so the plants, in order to continue producing, in order to continue giving us what we need for our human sustenance, we need the pollinators to bring the pollen from the male plant to the female plant. So that's my very simplistic explanation as to why you should care about the pollinators. Short and sweet, because we eat plants and we need pollinators to make more plants. Done. All that said, according to the Center for Biological Diversity, one in four native bees is in trouble. And they're in trouble because of habitat loss, of pesticide use, that's part two of today's show, of climate change, and because of urbanization. So bees need pollen and bees need nectar in order to survive. We need the bees to survive. The bees need pollen and nectar. Nectar provides energy. Pollen provides protein. So more flowers, more flowering things in our yards means more food for bees and the other pollinators. More food for these pollinators increases the chances that they will not only survive but thrive. And we really do need those bees and those other pollinators to thrive. So enter No Mow May. No Mow May is quite popular in Great Britain. Shout out to my Brits who are listening. Nomo May is also gaining traction in Wisconsin and Minnesota and in other areas of the Midwest. So keep it up, my Midwesterners. You're killing it. You're leading the way. And it is as simple as deciding, making the conscious choice to not mow your lawn for the entire month of May. Now, before you start sweating, thinking to yourself, oh, no, I can't do that. I will be the ugly yard on the block. Heck no. I hear you. Not mowing your lawn is quietly revolutionary here in America. We revere our lawns. We baby them. We spend so much time and money and water creating that perfect, pristine lawn. So I hear you. But if you mow less or even better, not at all during the month of May, the pollen count on your lawn will skyrocket because you are allowing flowers, dandelions, those little purple ones, you're allowing flowers to grow on your lawn, which in turn, as we just discussed, will give the pollinators much needed food. Research has found that simple changes in our mowing habits can result in enough nectar and pollen for 10 times more bees. So no mow may, if you decide to participate, you are going to leave your lawnmower in the shed for the entire month of May, and you're going to let the flowers on your lawn grow. Now, you can also, if you have kids, you can really make this into 
a science experiment into an extension activity. I'll link to the website in the show notes, but you can take part in the Every Flower Counts initiative. And so you section off a piece of your lawn. You don't have to put anything on the lawn. You can just mentally section it off. And you keep track of how many flowers at random in that area bloom. You count them up. You Enter them into the website and you will receive a personal nectar score, which will show you how much nectar is being produced by the flowers that you've allowed to grow on your lawn. And here's the key and how many bees that nectar is supporting. Okay. So that's no mow may. You just don't mow. It's actually as simple as it sounds. If you think to yourself, heck no, I cannot do that, I ask you to remember a tenet of this podcast, which is, of course, incrementalism. Maybe you can't do that with your front yard where everybody sees it, everybody's walking by, you're going to get some death stares, some eye rolls if you don't mow your lawn. Now you hear that. Okay, so maybe you mow your front lawn. Let's be incremental about it and perhaps just don't mow your back lawn. Even that is a helpful practice for the pollinators. Also, could you consider, do you have a super large yard, like a super large area for grass, can you let some of that go wild? If you do, you'll save money on watering, you will save time on mowing, and you will help the pollinators. So maybe make your yard the the mowable portion, maybe you make it smaller. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items, and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. Okay, so that's no mo may. 
We're moving on to part two of today's show, which is all about lawn pesticides. I should say right off the bat that I've already covered this topic before in much more detail than we're covering today, but I didn't feel as though I could cover No Mo May without also discussing our collective overuse of pesticides on our lawn. So if you want to get deeper than I'm going today, you should check out episode 138. It's a two-year-old episode, but it was called 10 Eco-Friendly Lawn Care Rules, and it will give you much more information that we're going to discuss today. Pesticides are one of the harms that are killing off our bees. But there are other negative consequences associated with pesticide use. Pesticides have been found to be really darn detrimental to our health. So of the 40 most commonly used lawn pesticides, 26 are linked with cancer, 12 are linked with birth defects, 21 are linked with reproductive effects, 32 with liver or kidney damage, 24 with neurotoxicity, and 24 with endocrine disruption. If you have children, research has found time and time again that children that are exposed to pesticides, insecticides indoors and outdoors have a much higher risk of being diagnosed with a childhood cancer, particularly leukemia and lymphoma. And of course, as you might guess, the more pesticide and insecticide being put down, being used, the higher the risk for children. I would be remiss if we didn't quickly talk about the environmental implications associated with synthetic pesticide use. Pesticides contaminate soil, water, ground, other vegetation. They kill insects and weeds, yes, but they can also be toxic to other animals and organisms, birds, fish, beneficial insects, your pets, and other plants that you're not trying to kill. So when we talk about pesticides, it's important to say that there are organic pesticides. We'll talk about those in a minute. You might be seeing the trucks go by with the organic label or the all-natural label, and you might be thinking to yourself, what on earth does that mean? We're going to talk about that in a second. But there's organic pesticides and synthetic pesticides. Synthetic pesticides are created, are grown in a lab, right? The organic lawn sprays are rising in popularity because many homeowners, home gardeners want to have less impact on the environment and on their health, but they still want to use something to kill bugs and weeds. The pesticides that are marketed as organic or natural or some eco-minded buzzword it's important to know that they can still be very harmful. And that's because, first of all, if it's organic, that means that the chemicals that are in this spray do occur naturally. However, what's often the case is that you need more of it per acre to kill what you're trying to kill than you do with the synthetic. So you need to add in extra, add in more. And just because it says organic does not mean it's safe. So I have some thoughts for you with regards to pesticides. Number one, ultimately, best case scenario, pesticides are a last resort, whether they're organic, whether they're synthetic, whether the truck looks really eco-friendly as it pulls up to your house, doesn't matter. Pesticide, you should always be your final 
last resort. If you must use something on your lawn, synthetic ones should be avoided and you should do your homework on the organic ones. The Pesticide Action Network has a database that's really darn helpful for homeowners as they're trying to navigate what their next steps are. If you are going to hire a landscaper, make sure you hire an accredited organic landscaper. I'll link in the show notes to a website where you can find one near you. Just so we're all on the same page, a certified organic landscaper must have taken and passed a two-day intensive training course on organic lawn maintenance. And if you're still confused, maybe there's no organic landscaper, accredited organic landscaper near you, but you're trying to do better, you're trying to do right, you're trying to be a conscious consumer, go to safelawns.org. They have a list of questions that you can ask your prospective landscaper to determine how natural their methods really are. We talk about greenwashing a lot on this show. We can't always just trust the natural or eco-friendly or organic labels. So go to safelawns.org. I will link to it in this week's show notes for a list of questions you can ask before you hire anyone or buy any darn thing. So the bottom line for today's episode is that nature is a bazillion times smarter than us lowly humans. Nature knows what it's doing. Let's let nature take care of itself. Let's stop messing or meddling with nature. So I hope you enjoyed this short and sweet episode. I really focused, I really tried to focus on giving you some action steps in advance of lawn care season. I am going on vacation again. If you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, Stephanie, you're going on vacation again. Yes, I am. I'm going on vacation again. I am burnt out. This podcast is stressing me out. I love it and I love you, but I'm taking some more time off. Thank you for understanding. I will be back in a week with your regularly scheduled interview. See you then. Reach out to me in the meantime and take care.